Good evening, friends and family. Welcome to a safe space radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Francis Hall. I'm Lucas Ferreira. And I'm Calvin Williams. What you're hearing right there was a song that... uh, we tried to play last week, I Will, written by John Letterman, Paul McCartney, in 19, released in 1968. And that version was from, uh, it's such a fun version, such a fun version, from Tim Curry doing reggae in 1978. This is going to be part two of two, maybe three, shows where the focus is going to be on mental health, something very important right now. A lot of people are having very difficult times during the lockdown. Um, and before we get into that, something I saw and Calvin saw on the court drama For Life, which is a real thing, is collars for dollars. Folks, uh, police really do go out and arrest more people during the holidays to make money for Christmas presents. That's what they do. And what happens is something where you might usually just get a ticket, like jumping a turnstile. If they can't arrest you, they will arrest you. They will do this at the end of their shift. Say their shift ends at 5 o'clock. They'll try to make an arrest at 4.45 so that they can get overtime doing all the paperwork and bringing you in and all that other stuff. So, folks, be extra vigilant right now, uh, especially during shift changes around 4 or 5. Unfortunately, this is targeted more uh, people of color. Uh, So if you didn't have enough reason to be wary of the police right around the holidays, just, just... Keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, and, and you know, if if your Metro card doesn't swipe through the first time, just don't jump it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So we're going to get into it, and I'm going to start with Lucas. And uh, before I ask the first question, um, are you sticking with your meal plan? <laughs> well, I just I just graduated to um, intuitive eating, so it's been three years, <laughs> but I finally, I mean, I had that one nutritionist who let me do it, but then she killed herself, so <laughs> they, they took that back. <laughs> she was not considered a credible source after that. Because, like, just a couple of days ago, I we you asked me what I had for dinner, and I told you, and I said, well, what's your dinner plan? And you said, I have some cottage cheese here and some stuff. And I was like, so you have no dinner plan at all. I'm, be, I'm being straight up attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> This goes right. In, this goes actually. Your laughter goes right into my first question. So, Lucas, it seems like every time we speak, there's some new tragedy that you tell me about. What do you mean? So you tell like I have no heat or hot water, <laughs> and you tell me about it through mad laughter. <laughs> is this laughter? Is this part of your coping coping mechanism, or are you masking your pain, or is this something else? Well, um, when I went to rehab. And they told me I didn't have to get sober. You had to get sober. But when I went to rehab, they um, they said that I probably hadn't felt anything in like five years. And that's why I was laughing. But I did have to go through the like emotional. Um, I did have to go through like actually dealing with my traumas. But it, they made a spirit week that week. So it wasn't so bad. I had asked the government for like a spirit week five years ago. And like, like, I was like, you're not spending 
you're not spending like the trauma healing um, well. So I, um, I asked them for a spirit week and then I guess they had sent the records to my rehab. And so they gave me a spirit week when I had to deal with my trauma. What is a spirit week? Um, I thought like we could play kickball and like paint rocks and they did all that. <laughs> we so, had like three different groups and like we, you know, fought for a group. Can you tell me more about just the whole concept of spirit week? Um, I think I just felt like it, people need to get like, excited to heal their trauma and um, not and just sort of like have sort of like exciting things going around while they were dealing with things. So like she would be like, I'd be like, I don't want to cut my mother out because I'll be alone. And she'll be like, she was like, you were alone your whole childhood. You were alone in your marriage. You've always been alone. And I was like, um, and so she'd say these really hard things. Um, you know, they said like no windows, which is like something I think I went through in my, like, um, you know, something I went through in the, with my domestic abuse sort of like was there were no windows and like I couldn't get out. Like they were locked. Um, and the, wind, the doors were locked. Um, and they sort of, I don't know how they found out about that, but um, that was sort of brought up. And But then when I'd get kind of like emotional, she'd be like, it's spirit week. <laughs> so it's a week to lift your spirits. Yeah, that was, I mean, they do it in like cheerleading. And I was a cheerleader. So, you know, like it's like something that they do before like to start a season. Um, which was appropriate. It was like the same week as like what spirit week would be. Um, if you were like high school sports, um, but, um, they, I don't know. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. It helped, it helped me, but I don't think it would be like a universal trauma, like trauma treatment healing. (laughs) And, uh, your overall experience with that rehab center, how would you, what would you say um, yeah, it's like um, called Pinelands, and it's connected to um, the Center for Discovery, which also has like an eating disorder um, inpatient. I have never been to their eating disorder inpatient, but um, I thought it was. I thought they were wonderful. Um, I thought they were really great. Um, they, I got to see the actual like clinical director, um, but mostly she didn't like. We didn't do therapy. She mostly did like therapy for me, like in the group, and then she would, for my individual session, she would listen in to my appointment with my dietitian <laughs> because she said I'm like mean to my dietitian. <laughs> 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 she was like, you're nice to everybody else. Why are you being so mean? I was like, so she'd like sit in and tell me later, like that, you know, that wasn't appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Well, me showing concern for you sticking to your meal plan. You say that I'm, I'm ganging up on you. <laughs> uh, also, yes, I did. I did get sober for you. Uh, <laughs> it was important that, that uh, when you got back from rehab, if you're going to be with me, that it'd be a sober household and uh, I have to say again, I'm so sorry for some of the things I said while I was sober. It was... <laughs> I never want you to get sober again. <laughs> that was terrible. I was like, you know what? He can stand his substance. I'm not even joking. I'm not. I just said things that I like were not ran deep. out. I ran out, and my mom was like, "That was not very nice of you." You know, while he's coming off all those drinks, you just ran out on him. <laughs> Joanne, Joanne came in to defend you. <laughs> well, I, 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 I was apologizing for weeks after, as soon as I, you know, had a couple of drinks again. We didn't talk before that. Well, yeah, I mean, in rehab, they said I didn't really have to get sober, but I was like, 
you know, trying my best because I just got back from rehab and I didn't want my mom to be like, what the fuck? Um, but then I went, you know, I did what I wanted. <laughs> so I think I think we have the answer to this first question. I think you find that, that it's not a coping mask mechanism or masking your pain. I think you find these things just honestly funny. No, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, I'm I seeing said, real laughter. I, I said that they made me deal with it. While I was in rehab, I had to like cry, deal with hard things. And then I came back and my therapist here in New York said I can keep laughing. Because <laughs> that's New York for you. <laughs> you know, little column A, little column B, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely like feel my emotions more now. Um, but I think you can't feel them when you're like out. So you have to like laugh. I mean, you can feel them when you're out, but I've definitely cried on the train. <laughs> and like, I've had people write me notes like, feel better, beautiful, or <laughs> so, you know? If if your the emotions hit, you just gotta gotta let them ride. I've, <laughs> totally. Oh, I've I had I had a time where like I had I had a panic attack in the middle of the street, and so oh. like the best way I could like kind of mask myself as best I could was just like getting on the nearest bus and just like riding out my emotions. Just like <laughs> I like I legit cried it out on that bus, but like. After, <laughs> After a while, I felt better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's better to be, like, on transportation than to be, like, on the street, I think. Because the street just, I don't know, you you need to be alert. Yeah, absolutely. I, Calvin, I, uh, I'm going to start with a general question. Okay. And I don't have a lot of questions for either of you because I know that uh, we want to get to some music and we're going to do that after that, after we explore this. Uh, as a person who has personal experience with mental health issues, and let me, before I go any further, say thank you for being open and honest and talking about it uh, on this show. I really appreciate it. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, what advice would you give to others in terms of coping and healing? And you just did give you just did give an example of yeah. shifting your environment to to help you through a situation. Other examples that that help you cope and help you heal. Um, I think more than anything, just just understanding that what you're feeling, no matter what you're feeling, it is valid. You you're in that moment. You're feeling what you're feeling. It's just best not to ignore it because ultimately it can make things worse so so i just gave the example of like understanding your emotions and trying to like trying your best to get away from i think for me at that moment i was trying to get away from what was triggering me and at that moment it was a combination of like being like having so many people around me and also like had been feeling very very alone for like those last few weeks and then going from that to just having hordes of people around me just really just really set something off in me so how recent was this uh this was this was last year okay yeah, I mean, I can get really overwhelmed in crowds too. I have, I hear voices like, um, so then sometimes I don't know in a crowd if like it's 
if people are really talking or if it's my voices. Mm-hmm. And then I get really like, I, it's really hard to check the facts because like yeah. one thing that people do who hear voices are like check the facts. Like is somebody, do you see somebody's mouth moving? Do you, um, is it moving with the words you're hearing? Um, but with a crowd, you really can't know. Right. Do you, Calvin, uh, do you see a therapist? I do not see a therapist. Um, I was actually looking into therapy before COVID happened. But after all that started happening, that, that really fell by the wayside. But, I mean, they're doing telehealth now. Like, um, if, you're, if you're willing to do telehealth. I mean, it was a weird adjustment, but... Um, I think it can be good. I think that like sometimes like my therapists are now seeing me in my real state and not like I'm in a therapy office right now. I'm going to, you know, like act my, act my best. <laughs> right. But I mean that it can also go, go poorly too. Uh, I get that. But I think a telehealth or like I was looking in, I was actually looking at the service um, talk space. Oh yeah, Totally. Um, what is that? Uh, it's it's a it's basically a a, a subscription based uh, on demand therapy service where you can where you can have basically a, a therapist available just about at any time. You can um, you can it's all it's all telehealth. It's uh, it's a, a monthly subscription, but it gives you access to um, different therapy resources, uh, a therapist you can talk to uh, either over the phone or over a video call. And so that's uh, that was that was something I was uh, um, beginning to look into. Like, I, like, for interestingly enough, just this afternoon, I like Talkspace came to mind and was thinking about uh, setting money aside to uh, to try to do that to make that work. Yeah, and the cost, like thinking about the cost of uh, talk space as opposed to like the cost of going to a therapist every week or every other week, it it may be well worth the money. Yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of money. I spend like, um, well, my mom usually helps with the therapy part, um, because that's like one hundred seventy five a week, and but then I see my nutritionist and I pay for her for like one hundred and twenty a week. It's and that's like the sliding scale lower. It's going to be, it's hard. Gotcha. Now so I think, you know, there's talk, I've done one of those online therapy things before. Um, it was different one than talk space, but um, I don't know if they still have it, but, um, you know, I know it was like something more like 40 for the month, right? Uh, I believe it's 50. 50. Okay. Yeah. Have you looked into your insurance to see if they have made any changes? Cause my insurance company has made changes some changes they they ordered they they have added a mental health uh phone line um i haven't checked with my insurance i remember you mentioned that i have to make a note of that i have to put that in my calendar i'm doing that right now <laughs> good good I'm glad yeah my, i all i will say that my um and my insurance does cover it but like um with eating disorders there just aren't a lot of good good options under insurance uh, i see I left one thing out. Uh, the the the. As I mentioned last week, I don't take antidepressants. Uh, if I was ever at that point where I was a, a harm to myself or others, and that was that was my way to not be that, then I would take them. 
uh, as an alternative. I do uh, what has been recommended to me, and I mentioned it last week, which is exercise, exposure to sunlight, and exposure to music. But the one thing I forgot to mention is talk. Talk therapy is one of the most important of those four things. Those four things are what keep me... Uh, you don't go to talk therapy anymore. I was gonna. I was gonna mention that. I was gonna ask Calvin. I was gonna ask Calvin. You know, what was it about COVID that uh, that got you off track for going to talk therapy? Because the same thing happened to me. I was not happy with my current therapist for good reasons. That was and... two years before COVID. Two years. Now I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we're gonna blame COVID. I can't. <laughs> I actually can't with you. No, no. I need you closer to the mic while you're giving me shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I have like multiple times picked out a long list and we had to get them to be attractive last time because he thinks the last time it was because she was unattractive and that's why she was rude. So I had to look at the pictures and everything. Look at all their their. So I've gone and cut, came up with a list of like ten people on Psychology Today. Um, all the covered by your insurance. Have you ever called any of those people? Yeah, I did contact them. Remember, and they wanted me to put a credit card on file. They that just was one started... person. That was one person. I gave you a list. I mean, I've given you three lists at this point. Each had at least ten people on them. I don't want to hear about that one person. <laughs> okay, I think it's time we move on to some music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's first? Uh, Lucas, we haven't heard from you in forever, so why don't you go first? Uh, tell us what, what song you want uh, Calvin to uh, have set up and, and why you chose it. Um, the first one I picked was Ready to Let Go by um, Cage the Elephant. In um, it, was, it was first produced in 2019. Um, it, um, for me, really brings up, you know... I mean, they think that my mother is probably narcissistic, so there's just like a certain type of control when your mom's narcissistic that um, it's it can end up like flaring up your mental health problems. And I think that's why I find so much joy and laughter over it, because it's just like this has been going on my whole life where there's just like one tragedy after another. Um, and if there's not a tragedy, my mom makes one up. So this is a song I've been using to kind of move forward because she recently, um, and you know, I she you recently told Woodhull to keep me in there, and they practice um make torture. <laughs> so Wait, this say, that, is, say that again. Woodhull. Um, I mean, even city organizations don't like them. Like it's like you know my program at the Goodwills, like calling them up, like you have to let you have to let him go. Um, it's they they practice torture and there's like no there's no real beds no no pillows no blankets uh, so no, as opposed so no as opposed so as opposed to the place where you went for rehab which you would recommend Woodhull you're oh, gonna don't call go it there. I mean Woodhull is like do not go there do not go there but like, the problem is is like if you are um, near there they'll take you there um and mm. so we really need to I I'm gonna try to complain to the city I mean basically they um they didn't feed us like for five days until I, my I mom. thought it was I thought it was bizarre when you asked you know you're like uh I don't have access to my money uh can I borrow three hundred bucks because they're not feeding us here I'm like. What? You know, that, that was the other place. That was the respite center. Um, but no, Woodhall, you're stuck in there. The respite center, you could at least leave and go. Woodhall, you're stuck in there. They didn't feed anybody for five days. So I told my mom that. Called up my mom, and she and my mom actually like. I mean, the government organizations in New York haven't been able to get these people fed. My mom got them fed, <laughs> and they threw a party. And then I got out because of it. 
because they had told me how to use the phone. <laughs> All right, let's hear the song. Calvin, if you'd be so kind. All right. Okay, ready to let go. I really like that song. Thank you, Lucas. That was a good choice. Uh, and Calvin, uh, we're gonna. I'd like to know your first song pick for the evening, uh, why you chose it, and then we'll hear it. All right. So this is this is actually the song that was kind of the catalyst for like my like the conversation with myself to go to therapy. <laughs> I came across this song. Um, Came across the song earlier in the year while I was putting uh, putting the playlist together for my show, 
and I listened to the song, and it was a really, really beautiful song, and I decided to look up a bit more info about it. It um, the song with the song was actually touted as a as a civil rights anthem in the seventies, but the the subtext got kind of uh, kind of misconstrued because of the civil rights uh, civil rights era. the The writer of the song, um, Edward Howard, actually wrote this song about the the like mental health struggles that the singer was going through. And when when I when I learned about that, just kind of kind of made me think about like my mental health issues and things that I've been putting to the side and just didn't, wasn't really paying attention to. So uh, so for um, my pick, I'm going to be playing "Someday We'll All Be Free" by Donny Hathaway.
Listening to a safe space radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are live. It is December 19th, 2020. It is the end of the month and the end of a horrific year. Uh, and end of the year donations. Get those tax deductions, get those tax deductible donations in. You got you got you got what 12 days left to do that. You got 12 days. Why don't you give to Radio Free Brooklyn? We're a tax deductible donation. We're a 501c3 organization. You can write this shit off. We're doing good stuff here, and we've had as tough of as a time as any any small business. I'm telling you, we relied a lot of our funding was relied on renting out the studio for people to do podcasts. We can't do that. We haven't been able to do that in a long time. So we need your help here at Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, so if you can, go to radiofreebrooklyn.org/donate. Yep. You'll feel good. You'll feel good about doing it, and you'll help us. And uh, Calvin, if you would be so kind as to read this week's copy. All right, we would like to and, take them. Uh, Lucas, if you could, we could hear that. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, City Running Tours. If you live in New York City and run for either fun or exercise, here's a way to learn something about the city while you're getting in your workout. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about the running tours and to see the list the complete list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule. Check out their website at cityrunningtours.com slash New York City. I remember once uh, Raina Terror was on the show. Love Raina Terror. She's great. Yes. And uh, and I started to say, this show is sponsored by, and she goes, you don't have a sponsor. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I, I stretched it out. I played it out. I was like, I'm really offended that you don't believe I have a real sponsor. You know, I've been doing this show for a while. People like the show. I, that, that really bothers me. I can't believe you did that. And then I went into, this show is sponsored by cats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Calvin, Lucas, it's good to have the band back together. Yes. <laughs> 
Calvin, last week you mentioned that uh, music is a big coping mechanism for you. Like when I went down the, the list of the big three and I forgot number four, talk. Uh, <laughs> can you expand on that, how music is a coping mechanism for you? So, uh, especially this year, music has been um, really helpful in like uh, my personal well-being. Um for as long as I can remember, music, listening to music was has been something that kind of got me through the day or at the very least got me from place to place because um, most people who have met me or like have met me off the street will know me as the guy with the headphones on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly listening to music, just kind of drown, uh, drowning out the uh, drowning out the world around me and oftentimes drowning out uh, thoughts and feelings that have been kind of plaguing me. So that's been so that's been something that's helped me for for a very long time. But um, not only listening to music, but as of late writing music, I've I've written music off and on for a very long time. And it's been something that something that I've personally enjoyed, but like not something I've engaged in uh, a whole lot of times. So um, this year, this year kind of uh, this year with um, COVID and uh, staying in the house much longer, like much more than I'm normally used to. I mean, I work from home, so I'm in the house most of the time anyway, but. I would, at the very least, go into my office a, a couple of times a month. But um, up until I think was it September or October, I hadn't seen my office at all. I hadn't seen my coworkers. I hadn't seen my friends. I I just was even though even though I'm a I'm a self-professed hermit, just the lack of like lack of interaction with people more so than normal was really really starting to get to me so i started uh i started uh, kind of writing music again and uh started playing guitar again i actually went out and bought me a new electric uh, not electric a new acoustic guitar uh, it was a guitar that i'd been wanting for like maybe six or seven years and I happened to find it at a really good price, brand spanking new on Amazon. And uh, say say what you will about Amazon, when they have good deals, they have very good deals. And so <laughs> this was this was something I could not pass up. So I I scrounged up my money. I got this new guitar. And when I tell you brand new guitar, like. Like they like they built the damn thing and then shipped it to me. <laughs> <laughs> like new wood smell and all. And so I started picking up guitar and just tapping into tapping tapping into something that I hadn't like I hadn't felt in since I was like maybe eighteen or twenty. <laughs> just play like getting getting my guitar fingers back together remembering songs that I used to play, songs that I really enjoyed playing. 
and just really started feeling good again. That's great to hear. Uh, I'm going to follow up on something, but first I want to ask, are we going to hear any of your music on this show? Um, not tonight, but uh, at some point I can, um, I can play, I can likely play a couple of songs that, uh, that I've put together. That would be great. I would love to hear it, and I'd love to. I'd love to have it on the show. Um, I know that I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna dig whatever you, whatever you're, whatever you're doing there. And I want to follow Thank up. You. This is this is just a something that when you were talking occurred to me, and maybe I'm wrong. Is it possible that you are using music to tune out the world a little too much? In other uh, words, if... when you were saying this way, I don't have to. Re- I don't have to, I'm not interacting with people, I'm not interacting with the world, I'm not interacting with my feelings. It's kind of, it, it put a red flag up for me that, that that as much as it is a coping mechanism, maybe maybe there are some things that, that aren't so great about it. Am I totally wrong? No, you're absolutely spot on. Uh, Especially if my uh, if my uh, yearly Spotify stats have anything to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, good, good lord! I mean, something that they taught us at um, Renfrew, which is my eating disorder program, that Francis absolutely absolutely adores that place. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, would you say you do? They love me too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they call you to say like, do we need to set a safety check? But. Um, <laughs> They um and they I'm like, say, always. do not be like my mother. <laughs> okay. Do not be like keep her in there. So my mom says. Um what they say though is like if you don't actually like feel out the emotion, you actually like wherever you stop, so it's like a curve going up, and wherever you stop it and like use a a coping technique like music or um, you know. Also, there's like emotion driven behaviors, which would be like something like using eating sort of behavior or something like that. Um, you basically like feel it at the place where you stopped for a really extended period of time. But like the wave of an emotion is only like a couple of minutes. So if you actually let the mo- emotion just sort of go out, you'd actually be able to sort of be free of it. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And it, Calvin, unless you have more to say on that, I'm going to pivot over to Lucas again. Um, I, um, I think about, um, I think about um, one year. Um, if you're if you're a Spotify user, um, every year at the end of the year, they give you stats as to like um, how many, like how many, like how much time you've spent listening to uh, to music on Spotify. There was one year that it told me I I spent seven and a half days listening to music on Spotify. <laughs> now seven and a half days in hours uh, rounds out to roughly one eighty. Um, let's see how many hours. Let's see how many hours are in a year. Eight thousand seven hundred sixty. So if do eight seven six zero. Divided by 180. <laughs> that is. Whew. Oh, yeah. 
I spent on average uh, listening. Um, that's actually I got the math wrong here, but that's a, a really really long time <laughs> listening to music every day. Like thinking, just thinking about that, it's a little frightening. And when and when I saw that, like that that was actually a red flag for me as well. So um, I'm glad you picked up on that. So. I like after that I began to try to use music um for uh for, more for healing instead of just like getting away from the world cuz that's cuz that's that was a pretty alarming statistic when I saw mm -hmm. that Yeah <laughs> <laughs> My you should see my phone time like Francis have you ever Francis is like looks at my phone Oh your screen time 7 hours a day <laughs> a lot and, of I'll, and I'll bring that up, and you're like, "Yeah, but you watch between computer and phone and television. You probably do seven hours a day." Yeah, you do. Did I argue? But like, mine is like this tiny little screen where I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, "Lucas, we're gonna." There's a pretty. This might be a big question. So. Oh, no. Here we go. Well, we'll see. Do you find that being trans has helped, hindered, or made no difference in accessing mental health care? Oh, well, Folks, I, do, uh, <laughs> Lucas is a female-to-male transitioning, uh, currently uh, taking testosterone, going... It's It's been a journey, and, uh, and I know... I know I know uh, that that the statistics when we did a show on suicide, the statistics for trans people are absolutely frightening. I'm deeply concerned with your mental health, and I'm deeply concerned that you're getting laughs. That he laughs. Deeply concerned with your mental health. <laughs> I want you to be well. I love you. Well, so I had some really, like, a really. It, in the beginning, it was really bad. Um, I went. I had this. Um, doc, I had this psychiatrist who um, was um, is actually please who's actually a teacher at Mount Sinai, um, and um, a professor. And she told me that mm, trans people are drained on the system, and then she just kept fucking with my meds until I really felt she was trying to make me kill myself. So then I had to stop seeing her. But um, unfortunately, Cal Lord, which is a great place, they have like a really long wait list. So I had to like, I went and tried to check myself into Mount Sinai just so that they would give me meds. Um, they wouldn't do it. They said I was sane. Um, <laughs> they said that three times. I don't think that they know what they're talking about. <laughs> I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> but um, they, um, I don't know. So it just, it, it was kind of a wild ride. And then, and then I was convinced that Renfrew was out to get me because I was trans, but I think it's actually just because I started a fire. <laughs> but I was like adding that to my narrative. I was like, these I'm gonna talk badly about them. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. Um they asked me to write write a Yelp review, so I think that we're moving up with how I speak about them. <laughs> um, I you know I think I've I've been really lucky to have Callum Lord. Um, 
which is like it because in the beginning it was really rough and like i got uh, in mount sinai they sexually assaulted me he was like this they were like the ER. they were like um i just need to see what you're like if you're what your genitalia is and, like then like touchy that was just really bad um it's horrifying that was horrifying to hear yeah, that's really bad. Um, and then they they left this like homeless person in me who was showing my dick, and then Ernie was lucky there. He was like, "You'd gotta. This is not acceptable. This has got to stop." Um, but um, yeah, I mean, Calen Lord has just been like a lifesaver. I have like a really great doctor there. Um, and then I at first didn't have the best psychiatrist there, and then I went back to Renfrew, and they just did a lot with my meds. Um, but my new psychiatrist, um. He's great. He's very smart. He's really into harm reduction. So, you know, I explained that um, I have so much trauma from my husband that I have really have a lot of problems with intimacy and touch. And that, you know, about once a month I use um, Molly with a couple of my friends um, to be able to, like, explore touch. And um, he was really all for that. He was like, you can't go too long without touch. You can't, you know what I mean? You need to have, like, soft, gentle touch. And um, which is, you know, we, we touch each other, but it's like the epitome of not soft and gentle I feel like you know um and I haven't really been seeing you so he actually gave me like what he said is like for people who are mentally ill if you're gonna use molly you really should take um when you're coming back off of it you really should take Prozac um because it does like stop that like spike of um the serotonin like spikes down really low and it does stop that um but it also makes it so you can't take it again for like a week yeah Callan Lord, for folks that are unaware of this, is a organization specifically that that is specifically for the LGBTQ community. Uh, they provide a number of different services, and if you are part of that community and you fear legitimately that in seeking health services you're going to be discriminated against. Uh, this is this is a great place to go. And um, one thing I will say is they're also um, open to sex workers, um, which is mm. a very big, um, you know, discrimination even in queer spaces um, in in healthcare. I will say that um, you know Renfrew is never judgmental of me being a sex worker, but I would say that it's definitely in medical care um, not the best. Um, and um, they they put signs up like sex work is real work. They have you know they're really important. Also, I would not describe our sex and sensuality <laughs> as the opposite of gentle touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you say polar opposite? Anyway, I didn't say polar opposite. I just said the opposite. <laughs> Let's get back to some music. Uh, okay, well I, I have a sign for that. Okay, I was going to start with Calvin, but we'll we'll, we'll start with no, I, uh, I have a, we'll, I have a we'll go. That that. What's that? I have a song that transitions from that. Okay, let's do it. All right. So one thing when people are like pissing me off, <laughs> <laughs> I start, and usually because of my mental health, because they're like being discriminatory or something, I um, start listening to "Shake It Off," and that's when Francis knows he's about to get it. <laughs> in ways that I like it, and we're not going to go out and like tell case my like sister is listening. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was I was going to so, I was going to ask for clarification about get it, but I I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it makes Francis really happy when he hears this song. It does. So let's uh, shake it off. All right. Show's 
That was fun. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all probably got to see me like dance and move a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> some, something I something I don't do. I'm I'm trying I'm trying trying very hard to like like get past the like personal embarrassment of dancing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have dance parties when this is all over. COVID. Mm. <laughs> Well, you and I have probably. been having, uh, you know, we, remote we FaceTime dance parties. We, we, we haven't, haven't done, done that since that I moved out of, out of the East Village. I've been yes. having dance parties without you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that almost sounds oh like God, a this, song. <laughs> you go, you go. So Calvin has said that uh, he played the song he wanted to play. Uh, the second pick he doesn't need to do. So we can take our time in wrapping things up. Uh, we have a good six minutes left and i want to mention once again some resources for you folks in case you didn't hear last week and you didn't listen in last week and you came here for part of that this is the one everyone uh 
should be aware of the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and that is free, confidential, 24-7, and that is 1-800-273-8255. There's also a lot of people don't like to talk on the phone these days. They want to text. There's a crisis text line. You text hello to 741-741. Now, let's say you, you're somewhere in between a therapist that you talk to every week, the same person, and but you're, you know, and but you, you you don't have you don't you don't feel suicidal. You don't want to tie up that phone number. Well, here's a little in between thing that you can go to. It is also free, confidential, 24/7 crisis counseling, mental health and substance misuse. That is New York City. Well, the phone number is 888-692-9355. You can also use their texting service. Text well to 6517. Lastly, there is available, well, there's a lot more stuff out there, but in terms of New York City and the kind of stuff we're talking to, talking about, uh, also available on online chat. If you want to chat online, you can go to nycwell.cityofnewyork.us. I have encouraged people to reach out also to their friends to talk. And last week I mentioned another thing, reach out to listen. Yes. Reach out to listen. Uh, I, I, this is something I do Uh, with when there's someone that I I know has problems and might not be inclined to call me. Um, I will reach out to listen. And I think it's, it's something that, that hasn't been spoken about as a, as a tool for us all to help each other, but I'm talking about it now. And I'm glad you are because I'm somebody who is notoriously good at not reaching out to people. <laughs> <laughs> I should be figured out. I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> but uh, I try to keep in contact as as best I can. I'm just not terribly good at it. That's yeah. Something, something my my friends did was like on the um you know I didn't reach out to anybody when we were just you know during the election night and um they all invited me to like this um gathering of like sort of nightlife creators and that was really nice um to just sort of have sit with them. Awesome. Yeah, that was a difficult night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't going to reach out for support. I think, you know, with me, like, I, I would lose my health care if there was another Trump presidency. And so that was kind of scary. Mm. But it's good. To... Not not friendly to trans people. No. <laughs> and then Steve was trying to convince me that he is friendly to trans people because he's just letting me know the people that don't want to service me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> at, like least he's, at least he's extending that courtesy to let you know. <laughs> Doesn't that feel good though that that, that this Trump thing is over? It oh, does. Trump pres- 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 it's it's lifted so much weight off of my chest. I yeah. th- I think that I think that alone is helped the mental health of hundreds of thousands, not millions of people in the U.S. Uh, yeah, certainly <laughs> for me, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the violence, violence was up against anybody who wasn't a, a straight white male. And if that's not telling, I don't. 
Yes. I mean, so I, I just made that up, but I probably, <laughs> probably but you're probably not. You probably. Not, I mean, not I think like off. I've heard so many like I've heard it about every group when you really think about it, other than straight white men. So I think you're right, but I know that violence is up um, against Jews. I know that violence was up against trans people. I know that violence is up against black people. Mm-hmm. I know that violence was up against Latino people. So I, I mean, I think you're right. <laughs> I think I'm right too. <laughs> I think we it's, just haven't put them all together, but now that I'm like, mm, yeah, it, it's all different studies. But it's bad that you could you could make some like make up a statistic and actually be right about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Trump made up fucking statistic all, all statistics all the time, but he was unfortunately wrong about it. Look, I made a, a Joe Biden avocado. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> I like the Bernie avocado the best. I like the Bernie yeah. avocado too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the Bernie was better. I'm doing visual stuff on radio, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, that's our show. Left. Yep. Um, so thank you all. Thank you, Lucas, so much for everything you've brought to this and everything. I can't ever thank you enough for everything you bring to my life. Thank you, Calvin Williams, for all the things you do and making this thing happen, getting the music out there, getting the show out there. Thank you, listeners. And we will be back here December 26th. Oh, that's right. Be well. Take care. Take good (laughs) care of yourselves and those you love. Yes.